You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The best part of the hunting season is finally here. We've waited for this all year long. Now let's make it count with some great gear from our partners. First up, Tacticam is our title sponsor, and their point-of-view cameras are my go-to method for filming my hunts. Their new 6.0 camera has added a 1-inch LCD touchscreen that has totally changed the game for me. Its lightweight design, weatherproof housing, and one-touch operation really simplify the self-filming process and make sure that I have high-quality footage to share with my family and friends. My personal favorite for archery season is two 6.0 cameras, one on a stabilizer mount on my bow and one on a bendy clamp mount for an over-the-shoulder angle. And I pair this with a Tacticam remote so I can turn both cameras on with the push of a single button. To learn more or pick up your 6.0 today, head over to Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. Now as the temps begin to drop, I know I'll be hunting in comfort with my Huntworth camo. Huntworth is making high-quality, technical hunting clothing at a fraction of the price of other brands. This time of year, I'm making sure to layer smart. I start with a set of base layers, either the Casper or the Bangor, which I have found to be very comfortable and moisture-wicking. Next, I'll have on either my Elkins midweight top and bottom or my Saskatoon heavyweight top and bottom. Either way, I'm also going to be bringing my Saskatoon vest. And because the hunting often gets better when the weather turns nasty this time of year, the Winstead rain suit lives in my hickory pack all the time. And I can honestly say that this is the best rain suit that I have ever used. You can learn more or grab your Huntworth gear today at HuntworthGear.com. And finally, the Onyx Hunt app is an absolutely indispensable tool for me this time of year. If I'm not in the action, I'm going to be making a move to go find it. And the Onyx Hunt app helps me identify those terrain features that I want to key in on with their latest aerial imagery additions. The app now has fully functional 3D on both iOS and Android, low-resolution satellite images updated every two weeks with historic look-back, and leaf-off imagery, all in addition to the base maps that you've always had in the app. Get more out of your maps this season and know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. Now let's get into this week's show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Raley. I've got my good buddy. And my co-host, Mr. Pierce Nellis, on the line. Pierce, what's up, man? How much, buddy? Glad. It's, a, uh, it's an interesting, interesting weekend. Yeah, to say the least. To say the <laughs> least, I'm glad that we could catch up and um, talk about it and kind of hear your input on it. First of all, I just want to address the fact that I just called you Ban. Uh, I was trying to say man or buddy. There was a mix in there, so I just <laughs> called you Ban. That's your new name. Um 
But but yeah, man, interesting weekend. Um, gun season, obviously, in Wisconsin, a very important holiday for the entire state. I unfortunately mm-hmm. was not able to partake. Uh, got a picture. Got a picture from the public ground that I like to hunt. And boy, a toad was killed out there. Absolute yes, sir. slob. Uh, good deer. I don't what think do you it's, think he scored? Oh, he's 160 plus. Yeah. Yeah, he's 160 plus. It's hard to tell the spread from that picture. Yeah, the angle's kind of goofy. Yeah, well, and that was a hell of a buck. Yeah, dude, in the frame on him, like the kid, yeah. like, like there are bucks that I look at and I'm like, okay, you're framey, and to me that's like a big, big wide rack, you know, tines that are tall. Um, mm-hmm. That buck is what I, it comes to mind. What comes to mind when I think of him is, is cagey, because he just yeah. it looks like a rib cage sticking up off of his head, because there are just yeah. so many like long tines coming up that right uh, yeah he's just a really really impressive deer so congrats to that guy uh if you think you know where i hunt and you killed a big one there this weekend for uh for gun deer season man shoot me a picture i'd love to know where you shot that thing uh and kind of the the circumstances surrounding it uh, not that i want to steal your spot or anything like that i'm just curious man i love this property and i want to know i want to know more about how the deer use it and where they hide and you know, what got bumped to you, how things happen or whatever. So, um, anyway, Pierce, man, um, you had a little bit of success. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, but there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk about before we jump on, uh, mostly from our sponsors. So we've got the black Friday stuff going on right now, obviously, right? Like black Friday, just around the corner. Are you a black Friday guy? You know, I actually uh, placed a couple of orders this morning trying to get a jump on some holiday shopping for the uh, the family and the girlfriend. So okay. I, I, I'm not a, a, you know, get up and hit Best Buy at two in the morning kind of guy. But uh, from the comfort of, of the couch and my laptop, I'll, I'll tend to jump on some stuff. How about you? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I am the, I'm the guy that will, I will buy it if I can. Uh, online Mm -hmm. like i will purchase it online if i can do it i will pay extra money not to have to get up early and go wait in a line with a bunch of fanatical shoppers dude Uh, right like i will pay more for it to avoid that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh but yeah man i i actually bought a tv the other day black friday deal come early so i was like yeah yeah let's buy it my tv just went out i need a new tv it's awesome upgraded from like a 40 inch tv to a 55 inch TV. There you go. My world is different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie on it that night and I was like, okay, like this is a different, yeah, this is different. This, yeah, I was way more sucked into the story. Um, right. But I do want to say if you are looking for some gear this year, obviously head over to tacticam.com and shop what you need from Tacticam. Uh, Huntworth, I know, has got a great Black Friday sale going on right now. I'm trying to pull that up and see what their deal is exactly. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like, I don't know, 30. Oh, yeah, 30% off site-wide right now. Black Friday savings. It ends November 27th, 2023. Promo code HUNT30CY. That is HUNT30CY. All those letters are all caps. They've also had some flash sale stuff popping up. So literally, you can add that like 30% plus like a 20 or 30% flash sale. And you're getting things at just a really stupid discount right now. Just a really, really good discount. So, uh, and then obviously our other partner, Onyx. Uh, man, Pierce, would you 
where would you be without Onyx? I, I feel like I need to know. Oh man, probably lost out in the middle of some random patch of public <laughs> trying oh. to find my way back home. Now, now <laughs> did you, okay, Pierce, did you, do you hunt differently and scout differently now that you have on X? Like, do you, 100%. do you go further, deeper, all of that now that you've got it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I use it for, and I know you do too, prepping, like before you go into, you know, go into a hunt, uh, I use it for fishing even, man, like spotting out where there's an easement in Wisconsin and when there's not. Right. Um, dude, I mean, it's, then there's so many features, right? Right. I mean, the tracker feature, the, you know, just having all the different pins that you can drop, being able to share stuff, dude, I would love to go back and count how many pins you and I have sent back and forth <laughs> this season. But <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I, people may call me a wuss for this, but like back in the days of paper maps and a compass, um, I was not the most confident guy out there, man. Like You're I, no Boy Scout? I am no Boy Scout, dude. I would, <laughs> I would go to a piece of public and, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I would not want to go in very far. Like I, mm-hmm. I was not a let's go a mile and a half deep kind of guy then. Um, got a GPS and was a little bit more of a mile and a half deep guy then. But, but even then, like I would use, or I was hunting in, you know, places in Alabama or Louisiana that were, there was a lot of water. So like oftentimes if you weren't running an active track on your GPS, you'd just be out of luck. Cause you, you'd come to a spot and you're like, Oh, I'm surrounded by water. Where do I go? Like, mm, I don't know. I guess you right. cross, I guess you swim across that water to, yeah. <laughs> to get back to your truck because that's the only obvious, you know, straight line path to get back there. But it's totally changed the way that I hunt. Um, you know, so yeah, this Black Friday, go check out our partners. Uh, Onyx is a really good gift. Like you can give that as a gift to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one. Uh, Tacticam 6.0 or a Tacticam Solo Extreme camera. Both of those are really good gifts. One of them is a little more budget friendly. So depending on who you're buying it for, if you like them a lot, get them a 6.0. Uh, if you like them okay, maybe buy them the uh, the Solo Extreme camera. Uh, you know, sp- spend a little bit a little bit less money if you want to save a dime or two. So, uh, and then we've got Revo. So why don't you uh, tell us what's going on there? Yeah, Revo Sunglasses, folks. They have up to 70% off um, with their code Black Friday. However, I'm looking at their site at the moment. There's a lot of stuff that's still 20% off. You could bump up to 30% off with code Wisconsin Sportsman 30 um, Other than that, I mean, that's another great gift idea. Um, I Like I've said before, they've got a lens and a frame for everything from hunting and fishing to chilling on the patio, having a couple beers. And uh, it's just a high quality lens. It really is. They're outstanding. And uh, yeah, they also do, if you're a winter sports uh, athlete or you've got some winter sports athletes in your family, they've got some pretty killer uh, goggles for skiing, snowboarding, um, you know, whatever you really want to use them for. I'll use mine while I'm snow blowing the driveway even, but, yeah. um, yeah, just awesome company, awesome products. Uh, go check them out. It's another great, uh, gift idea and, uh, we've got some deals going on right now to save you some money. Sweet. You know, also I think underrated use, man, like winter driving season is coming and oh, there's, yeah. there's nothing worse than a, a nice, beautiful sunrise or sunset or middle of the day when that sun finally decides to peak out 
in the winter and uh, you're absolutely blinded <laughs> you know by the <laughs> by the snow and the fact that your eyeballs haven't seen the sun in a while i was yeah. i was shocked again when i was up there um for like 6 days it was just gray and cloudy and no sun i was like oh yeah that's right this this place is really dreary this time of year <laughs> this is really different but uh, it won't be like that soon, folks. It won't be like that soon. We'll get some of those high pressure days after a good snowfall and, uh, you'll be really wanting those Revo glasses. Mm-hmm. Especially sure. if you're like me and you never wash your car in the winter and you've got that film of salt across the windshield. There I know you, you don't have to worry about that down in Georgia anymore. No, but, sir. Man, when the sun hits that, that's a, that's just hazardous at yeah. that point. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just being irresponsible, sir. That's what's yeah. going on there. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Pierce, man, now that we've uh, said a little thanks to our partners, why don't we jump in and talk about the gun opener? Um, yeah. We Dude, beat I feel it like to we death. Didn't, oh, go ahead. I feel like we didn't highlight the fact that like, we, we barely even talked about it in the last episode. Now, granted, you had just killed a buck. We were coming off of that high, and we had lots of other discussion on uh just the matter of bow hunting where we were at in the rut mentally physically and uh the status of our tags and all that but i feel like we just for being as big of a deal as it is we just didn't talk about rifle opener well <laughs> listen listen the last couple of years i've made a big deal out of it right and this mm-hmm. year if i'm just being honest for myself and i don't want to speak for you if i'm wrong so correct me if i'm wrong here i felt I was just like hung over and done after that rutcation. Like I, mm-hmm. after the number of hours spent in a stand and how hard that I hunted uh, right there at, during the rut, man, I was, I was done. Yeah. I was done, man. And so, no, I wasn't at the top of my game. I uh, was not really, and, and knowing I wasn't going to get to participate, gun season wasn't heavy on my mind. Like it was, it was yeah. just sad. Like the other day you were out hunting. And you were like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm burned out. Like I just, I need to have a reset. And you know, you're like, I was like, yeah, go for it. And then I realized like, oh wait, you're, you're gun hunting the next day. Like the day after your reset. In my mind, you still had like four, five, six days. I was like, yeah, man, go, you know, reset, take, relax, no big deal. Take a couple Mm -hmm. days. But then I was like, no, dude, he's, he's gun hunting like the day after his reset. Yeah. So honestly, I was was on empty. Yeah. So how did that, how'd that end up for you, by the way? Do you, do you want to rant about this yet? Or is this a, is this, is that an episode in itself where we just roast this guy? I hope Um, he listens. I hope he listens to this show. I don't, I don't have too much of a rant here. Uh, you know what? I'll go for it. All right. We preach, Um, (laughs) we preach, Parking lot cooperation. Yep. All yep. the time. So, we always preach it. Right. And it's, so <clears throat> if you listened last week, um, you know that I, I had, there's a buck on some public in this real gnarly, bluffy, thick, hilly terrain um, that I've been putting a lot of work into. Um, not that that matters, but I'm not trying to, not trying to create a pity party for myself here, but you're building I've the been, scene. You're building the scene. 
Yeah, I've been devoting time to a specific buck, which I've found this year I really like doing. Mm. Like, I forgot how much I really just enjoy, like, picking out one buck and be like, I'm going to figure you out mm. and I'm going to kill you. You're a weirdo. Um, okay. All right. You're a This weird. buck right here, Dude. man. Same thing. But maybe I'll get there one day. <laughs> so I, I get to this public on Tuesday after we record. I think I literally put it on the story like that morning. Um, I get to the public. I'm in the lot. Pull in. There's another car. There's a guy out there getting ready. He's putting his pack on. I see he's uh, got a stand with him, some climbing sticks. He's grabbing his bow and all that, headlamps on. I park, and I'm like, hey, buddy, where are you going? What's the plan for the day? And he tells me that he is going to the exact draw that I wanted to be in. <laughs> okay, first. So right off the I, bat. I got to know. I got to know what kind of stands and stand and sticks does he have? Or can you, I didn't look that close there. Right. Honestly, I was, I was running late and I was more, honestly, at that point I pulled in, I saw someone else was there and I was like, crap, I got to get ready fast so I can get yeah. in there. Yeah. I was um, just curious. Cause like sometimes I pull in and I'm like, I'll see a dude in a saddle with some sticks. And I'm like, crap. He's, yeah. he's probably going, you know, if I see a guy with a climber, I'm kind of like, eh, he's probably not. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a climber. Definitely he, wasn't a he's climber. Probably not honestly, going where he might've had a saddle. Um, okay. I really didn't get a good look. I okay. saw the, however he had his gear, I saw the sticks on the outside. I didn't see whatever he was using. But he's, in a, he's probably highly mobile. He's not wearing a 30 pound climber on his back. He's, right. He's right. okay. All right. And mm -hmm. he's going right where you're hoping to go. Yep, exactly. He's going right where I'm hoping to go. He is telling me he's going to be out there all day today and the following day. And so I'm like, all right, that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> I really don't want you in this spot all day because you're either going to see who I'm after or you're going to scare who I'm after. Right. <laughs> and so I am like, all right, that's fine. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set up on the, uh, the next, the next sort of draw over. Um, I'm going to give you plenty of room, but I'm going to be on the next draw over. And so I set up kind of on the, <clears throat> on the, I guess you would call it the, the near side of that draw to the follow to the, to the next draw up. And I'm set up on there hoping maybe I can catch this buck. Cause the last time I saw him, he worked from the draw that I'm going to set up in over the ridge and into the draw that he was going to set up. in. so I'm like, maybe oh, okay. I can get in there super quiet. I can get set up and uh, maybe I can catch him like right off the get go, hopefully slip in there before him. But you know, we'll see what happens at the very least. Maybe I'll, I'll get eyes on him and I'll have an idea. Okay. He smelled or, you know, got spooked by that guy. Here's where he goes. Right. This is his escape route. Maybe I'll, I'm hoping to just gain some Intel. And, uh, so I'm, I'm hiking in there and on the way up, I can see this dude's headlamp. Like, you know, he's a couple hundred yards up ahead of me. And I mean, dude, this thing is all over the place. Ah, he's a Josh Rayleigh. It is a light show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it. I'm like, dude, and it's funny you say that because as I was, like, was watching him and I saw his headlamp all over the place, lighting up the treetops, the, you know, the opposite side of this uh, little gully, like, dude, all over the freaking place. I'm like, there is no way in hell Josh is not spooking deer on the way in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a deer uh, and I see this rave coming down through the woods, right. I'm running. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, granted, you get in there a heck of a lot earlier than this guy and myself were. So I think there's something to be said for that. Right. Um, so we get in there. I'm you know, watching this guy work across the bridge. I'm going through my draw. I can kind of see through the, the thick stuff up above me um, over into the next draw. And, dude, I'm just same kind of thing. The light is all over the freaking place. I hear a couple of thuds and clangs and stuff like that oh, getting geez. set up. And I'm just like, this isn't good. And so I'm like set up, I'm feeling discouraged. I'm just not feeling good about the setup as a whole. Cause I was really pumped to get in there. Like I was really feeling good about it. I had a game plan, the exact tree I was going to be in, how I was going to access it, all this stuff just out the window. Um, and so I probably should have had a better, a better plan B there, but um, I get in there, I'm set up and uh, you know, the sun starts coming up, the wind starts picking up a little bit and around 725 or so i hear kind of like a thud and i don't know what exactly it is and so i'm like okay like did a like a branch fall like did something happen like what's going on and about five minutes later i see movement through the thick stuff kind of on this ridge in between the two draws and i'm like is that an antler in there the heck i pull my binos up to see that it is just a big white stripe in his uh, camo pattern as he walks across the ridge right into my setup, like 30, 40 yards away. And dude, at first, like he, he didn't know I was there, but I did tell him, all right, I'm going to be in the draw just down from you. Just a heads up. Right. So, I mean, he knew. Yeah. He didn't know exactly where you were, but he knew that draw was occupied. It's a hundred and thirty yards wide. Right. It's not that big of a yeah. draw. And you know I feel I mean? like in hill country, okay, so where I'm hunting an island, or marshy island stuff, right? If I say, hey, I'm gonna head out to this island, the courteous thing to do is to not come to that island. Right. And it right. doesn't matter that the island is eight acres. Like just somebody's over there. You know that. I right. feel like in draw, like in hill country where you got draws, if somebody says, Hey, I'm gonna hunt the next draw over, mm-hmm. like, Close enough. There's two of you out. You don't need to go explore that. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game-changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm going to be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com, and share your hunt with Tacticam. And so 7.30 rolls around. I see this guy working through the through these you know thick kind of saplings and stuff like that. And I'm just watching through my binos, and I'm like, I don't want to like make a bunch of noise and, you know, yell at him or anything. I'm like, he's not looking my direction at all. He's like, got his phone, you know, in his hand, he's looking down like on Onyx, I'm assuming or something like that. Um, and this is what time? The, 
7.30 in the morning. And you didn't hear a BOGO off or anything like that? No, like, no, no, nothing. He's just nothing. down looking around at 7.30. Yep. During the After rut. After just getting set up. During the rut. Yeah, during the rut, yes. <laughs> and so he starts working through this thick stuff kind of towards me. Still, you know, 35, 40 yards away. Has no idea I'm there. And on his phone, stops, sets his bow down. And he's in like some thick brush and stuff. And starts like shimmying around with his pack and all that. And I'm like, is this dude about to take a dump? Like, why is he in the thick stuff? At 7.30 in the morning, (laughs) setting all of his stuff down. Like... (laughs) Do I need to shout at this guy? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Are you okay. a little strong? Come on, man. Like, e- either way, you were either walking through my setup or you're about to take a dump in my setup. Right. Like, what the hell? And so, neither, good, neither is a good option. Neither is a good option. And so, long story short, he just keeps on walking, does not drop trowel, luckily. Keeps going, walks the whole edge of my uh, draw, like the t- whole upper perimeter of it. And I do not see a deer. I see him walk off like, you know, around south of me and all that stuff. And so uh, that was pretty much just how that how that whole setup went. So that was pretty disheartening. Um, and then, yeah, the next couple of days, I just went back in there. Um, he was in there two days later, not the following day. Um told him where I was going to beat him in there, got to where I wanted to be, um, got super aggressive, set up kind of on that buck bed, like right off of that point, like got in there, um, figured out, I mean, literally the exact rock this buck is bedding behind and all that stuff. Right. Um, and it just didn't, didn't happen for me. Um, didn't see him in there, anything like that. But I think I've got his number for late season. If he survives this week, and muzzle loader, I think I've got a good shot at maybe getting in there and getting a crack at him. Gotta, I don't know how much he's going to move or anything like that, but you got um, a camera in there on him yet? No, not yet. Oh, dude. Not yet. I'm going to get in there soon. And there's ag around, right? There's ag around. Sort of. In it within a mile. Within a mile, yes. Yep, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But it's. I don't know. There, there is a crop. I'm not going to say what because it will give away the spot entirely. Um, there is something that deer would like to eat. Okay. Um, All right. That is being grown Perfect. by people. So. There's food. Weed? <laughs> there is, is that... food. <laughs> are, they, are they growing weed on this mountainside? Yeah. There's some... <laughs> Man, that's so this old couple's got a hell of an operation going. <laughs> Oh man. All right. I hope that didn't give anything away. No, uh, no, I don't think so. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. If you got, if you're hunting public near a weed farm, that's, uh, you got me. <laughs> you, got, you got me figured out. Dude, All the deer are really slow. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> I would love to hunt some high deer, dude. Like, yeah. Like let them be, let, let, <laughs> let their senses be dulled. Like I could use it. So these are the least cagey deer I've ever yeah, seen. They're so laid back. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand. They're not stressed about anything. I don't, I don't get it, but, oh man. So you think you got his number for late season. I'd say get a camera in there, dude. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good the plan. one in there. So that's the plan for late season. So then you take your reset day, dude. Your reset mm-hmm. day sounded amazing. Sounded great. Um, yeah, it was. It was decent. Then, then it was time to hop in to gun yeah. season, which I don't think is quite as hardcore as some of the stuff you've been doing, at least as far as your access and your setup and that kind of thing. I don't think it's yeah. quite as hardcore. Um, right. Which I mean. I'll be honest with you. I'm thinking about going down to Alabama next week. My dad shot a good one uh, on the on Alabama's rifle opener. Uh, oh, did he? Did one, he get one down? He did. One he shot at with his bow and missed. So he had a, a really good evening oh. the weekend before. He shot a good buck, shot at a good buck, and missed it with his bow. Had yeah. another even bigger buck come in. He hit him in the leg, didn't he? He wounded him. He doesn't know where he hit him, I don't think, and didn't find him. So super disappointing, right? Mm-hmm. He goes back to the same spot. The first buck he shot at and missed comes in. He puts it down with a rifle, you know, basically at bow distances, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, great buck, three and a half year old. Which for our area, small acreage, a three and a half year old dude. That's what we're. That's a stud. That's what yeah. we're managing for, you know. And when we're talking South Alabama, we're talking. He's probably ninety five inches. Mm-hmm. 90 inches. Um, yeah. You know, my first buck was a three and a half year old and he was like 75 inches. So, mm-hmm. you know, a 90 some inch deer is a really good deer. Like, yeah, I can count on one hand the number of deer I know of from that area that are over a hundred. Like really? Yeah. It's not many. Like no kidding. 110 inches is a giant for down. Yeah. There. Like it might as well. That that's like shooting a booner in Southwest Wisconsin. Right. Like everybody in town hears about it. So, Anyway, no kidding. Yeah, so my dad shot one. So I'm thinking about getting down there with my kids, man, and just going on doe patrol. Like my dad's got a buck for the year now. Totally. He, granted, he can shoot two more um, legally, but um, it's a good time to get the kids out. So I may take them down yeah. next weekend. Um, and your kids hunt down there? Oh yeah. Would you put them behind the behind the rifle? Um, I'm gonna give them a year. This is the first year that we've thought about it. Okay, so sure. it would depend on how much practicing we're able to do. They're not really practiced up with a rifle. Okay. Um, with a shotgun, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't I don't want them I don't know, man. I've seen too many like smaller shotguns just not put kill kill shots on deer. Yeah. So in my mind, until they can shoot, you know, a smaller caliber rifle, a two forty three or something like that, right. we're, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna put them not going to put them out there on it, but yeah, um, no, they, sure. they love to be there for the whole experience though. I mean, they love to be there for, okay, the, sure. for the shooting and all that. They got to kill a deer with my dad last year. Um, oh, cool. Yep. Um, I actually butchered my deer yesterday with my kids, which was awesome. Oh, sweet. Plugged in on that. Got a seven and nine year old helper. Um, which yeah. is great. But anyway, sorry. All that to say your hunting's a little more comfortable <laughs> during gun season. Yes. In yeah, all the right was, ways, in all the best ways. Right. Yeah. I was, but at, at this point, I was very much looking forward to not being in a saddle and instead having my butt on the uh, hold hard grate of a ladder stand. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but the shooting rail and just being able to kind of lean back and yes. relax a little bit. <laughs> um, so I went up to my folks' place. Uh, we you know, always, kind of tradition ever since I started hunting. Um, we'll do opening morning up at my folks' place on the perfect five. 
uh, brought the girlfriend with me as well. So uh, this is her. She came up two years ago um, and hunted uh, both Saturday and Sunday opening weekend, just a trooper. Um, she hates the cold and uh, she stuck it out that weekend. And then like two days later came down with just a nasty cold. So I felt horrible about that. But <laughs> this weekend, everything was great. We had highs in the fifties. I mean, like for those of you who are honestly, man, you kind of missed out. It was like perfect rifle hunting weather, oh, a little man. bit warm for maybe the deer to like movement to be optimal. But I mean, right. just with the sheer number of folks out in the woods and everything, I think deer were on their feet quite a bit, you know, bucks were still rutting. Um, I heard of a lot of, a lot of guys seeing bucks, uh, still, you know, out there cruising and, and running around. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we got in there, uh, set up, you know, half hour before first light, everything's good. Uh, we saw a spike kind of running up across the field above us and, uh, he ran by and then like a minute and a half later comes running back the way he came. And so I'm like, there's either a coyote over there. One of the neighbors drove his truck into the cornfield or hopefully there's a big buck that just ran him off. Um, then he's just hightailing it out of there. Yeah. So, uh, ended up being the neighbor, um, in his pickup truck. So that was kind of a bummer, like <laughs> 10 minutes into first light, uh, oh. walking right across the top of the ag field too, which was kind of, uh, I mean, that dude was skylined. Interesting play. Uh, to the max. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but nevertheless, he got in there. He went over the hill, kind of went off away from us uh, a good ways. And then we're just sitting there. Hadn't really heard much. It was really, really quiet in our valley uh, right off the bat. Heard a few shots, but I mean, the wind was just still. Like the woods were silent. Um, what y'all, then, did y'all do anything to get in quiet? on such a still morning or is it just kind of like, you know what, this is the kind of day where everybody and their brother's getting out here. So we're just going to get to the stand. We walked in quiet still, you know, okay. we, were, we went slow okay. um, and just kind of, you know, watched for, you know, piles of crunchy leaves, but it was chilly that morning. So there was frost on the ground. So there's right. only so much you could really do, but right, right. we got in there just fine. And, you know, it was, like I said, a half hour or so before first light. And right. so we gave everything plenty of time to, settle down and all that. What's the, um, what's the play there? I mean, obviously we, we've talked about the perfect five during bow season and like how you hunted it pre rut rut. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of strategy going on there. Yeah. What's the play when it comes to, you know, rifle hunting, obviously your reach is a lot further. Is there a lot of strategy that goes into like how you're thinking about that setup? Or is it just kind of like, look, this gets me a shot at like everything I want to shoot. Yep. That one. You just hit you just hit the nail on the head, <laughs> okay, buddy. Perfect. Just put your butt in that tree and everything that was out of range during bow season is now suddenly in range. So fire off. <laughs> I love I love that so much on a on a place like the perfect five. Cause like I think about that in like our our you know, the, the public here that I'm hunting or you know, at home back home. Like, yeah, we've got a lot of acreage to work with, but dude, it's just pine trees and thick. Like mm -hmm. Okay, I go sit with a rifle in my hand. I can't shoot any further than I could with a bow because I right. just can't see that far, you know? Yeah. So super exciting for your perfect five because you can see the way it's the way it all sets up. You can see a lot. So, right. Suddenly everything is unlocked, which is just it's just fun. And at that point, like 
we've got a lot of pressure in our valley uh, just from neighbors hunting and all that. And so, I mean, deer are getting shoved around all freaking day with guys on four wheelers or guys getting down, going to their trucks or whatever it may right. be, and, you know, gunshots over the hill are pushing deer, you know, half a mile towards us. Like it's just, it's just a free for all really. Um, which makes it pretty fun because a lot of times we're seeing, you know, we have a really good shot at seeing bucks that we haven't seen all season who are a half mile away or right. know, three quarters of a mile away. Um, so it's just fun. It's a good time. It's, it's, it's low pressure, um, you know, having that reach. Um, yeah. And so it's, you know, we, we just have a good time with it and all that. Yeah. And uh, so we were sitting in the stand and about seven twenty or so uh you know the squirrels are waking up and stuff and we're talking about yeah there's a couple nests just down the hill from us here and so you're gonna hear a lot of rustling around in there that sounds like deer but it never is <laughs> and then they'll move from there up to this other tree and they'll cause a ruckus up in there so you kind of got to have your eyes peeled because everything sounds like a deer but it's not um as we're talking there just kind of bs and we hear a couple of you know that that real sharp footstep in the ground that kind of that just that stomp and i'm like oh shoot hey there's a there's a deer behind us and i think we're busted like <laughs> we're, we're we're toast and so i'm like you know we'll see what happens here like it's probably just a doe whatever Did you hear that maybe. one that is a deer <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And so, you know, we hear a couple of stomps, uh, no blowing or anything like that, but just a couple of stomps and they start to, you know, get a little bit harder and a little bit shorter pauses in between. And I was like, this deer is about to spring out of here. If like, you know, whatever, we'll get eyes on him. And so I turn back after we hear this thing kind of bound off and take a couple of steps. I lean back around the tree behind us and see a pretty decent wide rack and i'm like oh shoot good buck good buck all right i grab my gun i pull it up um kind of working back away from us on another trail and i i murped him a couple times and he sort of like paused for just a second but he was in some really thick stuff um i i personally like those lighter caliber guns right <laughs> i'll get to this i did i felt a lot more confident in them up until saturday um but I've, I've shot a 243 my whole life. I've had right. no issues with it with or for deer or anything like that. And uh, so this buck starts working away. And I'm like, hey, he's in thick stuff. Like, he's not going to do it. And then he gets up kind of to the, not quite to the field edge, um, but like just inside of it. And he's walking along, walking along, walking along. And I was like, all right, I got to, I got to stop him here. And so I, he wouldn't respond to the murps anymore. And so I just kind of started going like that at him and then he stopped and threw his head up and uh i squeezed off felt good about it and i was like i smoked him he is toast he's gonna be laying right on the edge of this field when we get up there like job well done 720 lock it in we're in good shape just like gun um, season should go yeah and so i was like <laughs> at that point i'm like ah man i'm almost bummed that uh it was over so quick, like son of a gun. Like I didn't even get to really enjoy, you know, my, my toes were hardly cold at that point, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so I climbed down, um, you know, text my dad, Hey, smoked one, feel good about it. I think we're in good shape. Um, my girlfriend's never seen 
a deer get shot, animals die. Like she's like, she's the type who like, if she sees something on like the side of the road that got, you know, smoked or if she hits a bird, like she's tearing up or she's checking on stuff. If there's, you know, an animal in the median of the highway, she's pulling over to try and like shoe that thing across the road back to safety <laughs> and all that. Just yeah, total yeah. pacifist. Right, right. And uh, so I'm kind of, I'm excited because I shot this buck, but I'm also kind of like, ah, like, is she going to be all right? Like, I, I don't want to like rattle her too much or anything like that, just because I know she's sensitive to it and doesn't like animals dying. And so we get up to the, to the field edge and we're looking for, for blood and all that. And I'm expecting to get up there and see a white belly and there's nothing. And finally I'm like, all right, well, there's a heavy trail going into this thick stuff. That's probably where he went in and crashed, but I didn't hear a crash. So I don't really know, but maybe he just, you know, he went down quietly or he was up in the field, who knows. And so we get up there, not really finding blood on the field edge. And so I go over to this trail and then I finally start seeing, okay, there's some blood. Okay. It's pretty dark red the heck take a couple more steps there's bloody kernels of corn down alongside it so i'm like are you kidding me did i seriously like did i gut shoot this thing like if 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 you got up josh and you saw dark red blood with bloody kernels of corn where would you think that you shot that deer guts guts liver guts liver Guts, liver, exactly. That's my call every time, guts, liver. Yeah. Depending on how gritty it is. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, I wish I had an arrow so I could kind of figure out, like, you know, okay, what's actually on this? Is it for sure guts? Or, like, because if so, I'm going to back out and, you know, just leave it. But I'm thinking, you know, I hit this thing. If I hit it in all that soft tissue, that bullet's expanding. The ballistics of that thing are going to do some serious damage. He's not getting far by any means. You know what I mean? Right. And so uh, we, we just real, real slowly take up the trail and we're just kind of sure enough goes down into this thick stuff. And I keep seeing dark red blood chunks of corn. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I was sure that I smoked it. What the hell happened? And so track him super, super, super slowly a um, little bit further. We end up getting about a hundred yards from, the shot site and i'm like you know what guys let's get out of here like i probably should have stopped it sooner but you know the blood was consistent enough that i was like okay like he you know he went a little further than i thought but this is a lot of blood he should be about done so i'm like all right let's call it off go inside have a cup of coffee give it a couple hours we wait three hours go back out finally find well we find same blood where we left off last time we continue tracking it maybe another 10 to 20 yards and all of a sudden i mean dude it was like specks like suit like pin drops of blood um and so i'm sitting here like man this is not looking good at right. all what the that heck also happened? that also makes me think guts because i've had deer that are gut shot end up doing that you have stuff moves around and something plugs the hole you know, yep. you'll get like an intestine hanging out and all of a sudden right. the blood just dries up. So you got to be thinking like definitely guts. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah, this stage. exactly. And so I, I text, uh, you know, this, this guy who I've had out uh, to help with some blood tracking in years past, he's up North hunting with his son. And so I'm like, shoot, do you know anyone else who like might be a good option? Sends me another number. 
I call that guy. Um, luckily he's right up the road from where we live. And so I'm like, you know, Hey, here's what I got. And he's like, dude, dark red blood, chunks of corn, get the hell out of there. Like, <laughs> Get out of there right now. You've already pushed that deer further, like, you know, further than it would have gone probably like get out of there. And so I'm right. like, dude, you're like, it's kind of what I was worried about, but I really yeah. thought that the ballistics were going to shorten this thing up. So what the heck? And so I get off the phone with him. My dad's down in the bottom of this gully because he was, he was set or stayed out and hunted while I was, uh, while my girlfriend and I went in, you know, to rest the area. He went back to where he was sitting. He said he saw a couple of does come in, go to go through this gully and kind of hang up above it, looking down in there, not really sure what to do. And then they backed out of it. So he's like, I think that buck might be down in the gully. Like mm. it might be dead. So I'm, I'm just going to go over it and I'm going to peek up over the edge of it and see if there's, you know, if he's just laying down in the bottom. And so hang up the phone, go to shout down to my dad. Hey, let's get out of here. Let's, you know, just give it some rest. The dog or the blood tracker is going to come out, you know, around four. And as I'm like shouting down to him, he looks back at me and he starts kind of waving me over and pointing up the hill on the other side of this draw. And I'm like, do you have him? Like, what What the heck? And so I'm excited now because I'm like, this deer's down right there. What a huge relief, thank God. And so I start walking down towards him real slowly and quietly. And he's kind of giving me like, you know, the, the like, shh, like stay down kind of hand motion. Mm. And I get about 20 yards behind him. And then I look up across the gully from him and I see a deer walking up the hill away from us real, real slow. And so I get up even with him, I you know, put the scope on him and I, he's walking perfectly away from us down this trail. So I can't see if there's a wound on either side or anything like that. But regardless, you know, I'm like, that looks a heck of a lot like my deer. Um, you know, he's moving really, really slow it's gotta be him. Like it's right. got the same kind of like antler shape and all that. Like he looks like he's hunched over, looks like he's been shot in the guts. Like now's our shot. Let's, you know, let's get him. So he goes up the hill and he stops. I mean, he stood there for probably five minutes, just kind of turning his head, looking left and right, but oh, just man. was not feeling good at all. And so I feel horrible. Cause I'm like, this poor bastard has been, you know, walking around with his guts blown to bits for the last, you know, three hours, four hours at this point. Right. And we're also pushing him. So like that sucks. And so I was just, I was relieved to have him up there at least, you know, in, within eyesight, he didn't go, you know, more than 200 yards or anything. And so finally I set up kind of lean against a tree, wait for him to turn broadside, let one fly. He, you know, kind of donkey or goes up on his rear legs and then jumps forward and then, I don't see him go anywhere else and you know here's some leaves kind of kicking around and stuff and i was like okay i didn't see him go out the other side so i'm thinking hopefully he's he's done i i think he's good and so i walk up real slow my girlfriend stays back where like from the spot where i shot and then my dad goes kind of down below up this tractor trail to look up um you know just in case he i did bump him and he's just trying to escape out the back there and so I get up there, luckily, now I'm like, all right, I think this is where he was standing. I look to my right and sure enough, he's laid up there, head on a log, just perfect sh sunshine on him and all that. So I am relieved. 
Um, get up there. I'm pumped. I wave everyone over. I'm like, Hey, we got them. This is great. What a relief. Finally got it done. And, uh, I, I can see on, so he's laying on his see here, laying on his left side with his right side up. And so I, I see this, you know, the exit shot, or I wasn't sure if it was the exit or if it was the entrance or whatever. Um, but I, I, I see a hole, you know, lower rib cage, uh, you know, maybe four inches back from the shoulder, uh, you know, right where you want to hit him and all that. And sure enough out the, you know, coming out of the, the wound, there's like bits of bird seed and like chunks of corn and stuff like that. And I was like, is that where I shot him? Like, what the hell? Like, why? Well, hold on. And then like, where, where's the other, like, where's the other hole? Right. If that's where I shot him the first time, where's the other, like where the spot or whatever. And so we get him up, roll him over. And mind you, the entire way we had dark red blood, chunks of corn. And so I'm sitting here looking down at his abdomen, like what on earth happened here? Like this makes absolutely no sense. I'm kind of, just feeling around on his body and stuff like that. I learned that my first shot blew straight through his front left shoulder. I mean, it was dangling like just like whole, I I forget. I'm going to be kicking myself for not remembering this anatomy, but it's the humerus. That's like your, your bicep bone between the elbow and the shoulder. Yep. I think so. I'll agree with it. Yeah. So that thing's like shattered in pieces, like leg is held in there by tendons, but everything in that shoulder is just complete mush. Like it's just graveled in there. And so I'm like, okay, that's the only shot that's on that side. That's the shot that I, like, there's no exit from over there. That's the only shot that I had, you know, when I took the first shot, like I shot him on his left side because he was moving right to left. How in the hell was he losing chunks of corn? Right. And I still don't have the answer. <laughs> I thought I you were no gonna. Clue. I thought you were gonna be like, and then we cut him open, and we realized that. Yeah. No, we Nothing. cut him open, okay. and we were like, I have no clue how that happened. No kidding. Absolutely no clue. Now the only thing I can think of would be that that bullet went in through the shoulder or that upper shoulder bone blew through that joint and then maybe tore up his esophagus or like the, yeah. you know, uh, like that. That's, I, yeah, I'm not like, sure where exactly the rumen is on a deer, but I know that they right. got one where they store all that cud and then they barf it back up. <laughs> right. And then they regurgitate it to, uh, you know, chew it up and then digest it. So I don't know if I hit his 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 rumen or his esophagus or the the area in between or what the heck happened, man. But there were bloody chunks of corn and dark red blood, and that was that. Like, <laughs> dude, that's weird, man. Yeah, I, it looks like the rumen's way back there. Like it doesn't okay. look. It then doesn't it wasn't look, that. So it, they, it must have been. And now that, that's that was the thing. Is like it's such a far forward well, shot maybe not maybe not 
Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm looking it up right now. I'm Googling it, right? Mm-hmm. And it honestly looks like, okay, the, the room is kind of towards the back, but there are like, look at the way this dough is standing. And you, you won't be able to see this if you're just listening, but um, look at the look at the anatomy there. It points at the different stomachs. So, I mean, realistically, it shows one of them like way Maybe far it forward. Maybe through that reticulum then. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know. But a weird shot, nonetheless. And obviously, you did not have the exit that you were hoping for. Um, Thoughts on anything? I mean, are you going to do anything different? Or, like you said, you've never had a problem with a 243 before. Mm -hmm. Never had a problem with it. Right. Are you going to change anything now moving forward? Or are you going to say, you know what? I think that was just the freak accident. We're going to keep rocking. That was the most rushed shot I've ever taken on a whitetail. I will okay. say that. All right. And I did shoot through just the tips of a honeysuckle bush. Okay. Now, granted, it was like it was like a seventy-ish yard shot. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was a rushed shot. It was because as that deer was. As that deer was walking along the field edge and going up there, and I was like, oh, I might get another crack at him. I'm breathing heavy. I look down, I fogged up my, the back of my scope. And so I'm digging around in my jacket trying to grab my lens cloth. And I wiped all that off and then get it set up and all that. And I mean, I, dude, I felt good about it. Like I felt really good when I squeezed it off. Yeah. But it was just a, a total freak thing. And I mean, last year I, you know, hit a doe three inches further back from where I shot this guy. And I mean, she full pass through down like literally four seconds, like just toast. And so I was like, that's what happened here. That's great. Just didn't happen this time. Are you going to know, man, what, um, what kind of round are you using? hundred grain, two forty three. It was like the Winchester super X. Okay. I like them because they're, it's a little bit slower round actually. Is it? I think it gets a little bit better expansion right. and the ballistics on it are, are a little bit better. Cause I've shot federal premium, same thing, hundred grain, uh, 243 rounds. And I don't know if they use a different copper or a different, you know, bullet, if they, if they form it differently or what exactly. Um, but I've never had a good blood trail with those. Really? Like the, it's, it, it's like, it's going so fast. It just zips in there and then it stops. Right. And it puts deer down quick but it's so fast and there's no exit that like if you hit them more than halfway up the the body, there is no blood at all. Or if there is, you're relying on it being like a double lung shot and, you know, coming out of the deer's mouth basically. And so I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not done shooting a 243, but there's the part of me that's like, if I would have shot, you know, 30, 30 or, even like a six five or something like that, or yeah, I mean definitely a three oh eight, I think probably would have yeah, well, yeah. done some, some serious damage yeah. there. But yeah. you know, it, it's just one of those things it's like if I would have gone a little bit bigger, would that have like would he had just dropped right then and there? Maybe, but you never know. I mean, I grew up with a thirty thirty, then made the jump to the thirty out six. So I mean I'm you know, I always grew up shooting like hundred and sixty five, hundred and eighty grain bullets at much smaller whitetails down south. I mean, that was right. that was kind of our thing. One round that I'm wondering if you have ever seen it for 
um, for your 243 is uh, some silver tipped bullets. Have you ever seen those? Mm-mm. Okay. So I shot some silver tipped ammo out of my 3030. And dude, yeah. it would go in one side and it'd be like a normal bullet hole. Yeah. And out the backside, it would look like somebody ripped a basketball out of the backside of that animal. Really? Like it would just, it would just be a gnarly, just like an explosion happened inside of it. No um, kidding. We eventually stopped using it because with the thirty thirty, we were losing too much meat from the front shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was a good year to try it out. I shot six deer with it that year. Um, you know, when you're a kid in high school and your dad's like, yeah, shoot whatever you want. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <Sure>. like, <laughs> let's do it. So like I literally <laughs> shot. Yeah, shot a lot of deer. And then by December, because, I mean, our, our season runs November, December, January, and into February. Then it just right. ended in January. But by the time we hit December, he was like, all right, that whole shoot whatever you want thing is over. Like, we're done. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with that. Um, do not shoot anything else unless it's a giant. Yeah. Um, and then I remember him saying, like, and don't shoot anything else with these with that with that silver tip stuff because we were just losing so much meat off the front of the deer. But I wonder if it's a hundred grain bullet instead of 165 grain bullet, you know, and a 243 rather than a 3030. Cause I mean, a 3030, dude, you hit something with a 3030 at 70 yards. The amount of, I mean, the expansion you get with a normal bullet is stupid. Like it's going to, it's delivering so much of its energy to the deer. So I wonder with a 243 being a pretty flat shooting round already mm-hmm. with a little bit of extra oomph from a silver uh silver tipped ammo I wonder how that would perform yeah but yeah that'd be really interesting to look at because i've i've shot just like the you know the normal remington 243 ammo i've shot like the old super x yeah the core locked yep. yep yep shot my first buck with the core locked it was good stuff yeah um and then I switched over to federal for the last handful of years and, you know, had, it was the same kind of thing, right? It was, like I said, if you shoot them in, in the lower half of the vitals, you'll have some blood. But if you're shooting that thing, you know, middle of the animal or uh, a touch higher, there's nothing. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing. And those federals wouldn't pass through. I, I could not okay. get them to pass through. Right. Um, so I don't know what the deal was with that, but right, you know, man, these ones didn't. I mean, I guess these these ones passed through on that that second shot, um, which again was like a seventy yard shot or so, yeah, uh, kind of uphill and all that. So I don't, I don't know, man. There's that's part weird. of me that's well. Here's the moral of the story. Yeah, you got a beautiful buck on the ground. Your gun tag is filled. Yep. You have now shot a buck and a doe this year. So it's been a pretty it's been a pretty good year, man. It has. Yeah. You've laid eyes it, on good bucks. You've had good bucks to chase. You've got yeah. some deer on the ground. Like late season is your oyster man. It's all out there in front of you. Right. Right. I'm I'm very much looking forward to late season, I think. I'm I'm chomping at the bit to uh let an arrow fly on on a late season bruiser. Dude. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I I regret rushing everything about Saturday's hunt. Like everything about it, man. The shot, the 
you know, the analysis of the deer, you know, really eyeing them up. Cause I mean, dude, honestly, I saw main beam and like the shape of the rack and I was like, good buck, let's fly. <laughs> and, uh, cause dude, like I, I've seen the, the, on November 1st, I saw one really big nine who was nice. And then the other on the fifth and on the 12th, I saw that buck out on public. I have not had eyes on a lot of bucks this year. Right. I just haven't. And the ones that I have have been little forks or spikes or, you know, what have you. This was like the first, like, all right, he's actually got, you know, he's, he's at the ear tips, if not a, a smidge outside of him. Like he's, he's got a good big body on him and all that. Like there's a decent buck. Let's go. And yeah. so I, dude, I was just chomping at the bit. I, I, if I would have seen him 150 yards off and had a little time to watch him come in, I might not have squeezed off, but Hey, I'm glad I did. He had a big body, like big old body. Nice. And, uh, you know, his rack would have been great next year, but pretty darn good this year. Yeah. And he's a healthy, handsome buck. So I'm happy. Yeah, man. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you got one on the ground and, um, yeah, I feel like so much of that whole gun season thing is like really has nothing to do with with the size of the deer, you know, when it comes right, to the rack right. and all of that. Like it just gun hunting, I feel like has a lot. I mean, bow hunting, I feel like it really hones in on that, you know, that mm-hmm. waiting for a mature buck or whatever. But I feel like there's so many not only are there so many other reasons to shoot a deer besides the size of his rack, but there are so many variables once you get to gun season two. It's like. Right. Who knows the way the neighbors hunted could have made your five acres like dead for the next two weeks, like for, right. or for the next eight days or whatever of gun season. Like you could have not seen another deer. And exactly. Um, I think you made the right call. I'm glad, yeah. you, I'm glad you shot him. Yeah. Real me too, bad. dude. Yeah. The trigger finger was itchy. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Heck yeah, dude, man. I hope I get to get, I get to shoot one with a gun this year. That I hope I so, know, the last, the last one I shot with a gun was, 2018. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. 2018 or 2019. That, I mean, dude, I hunted with a gun last year one day and Mm -hmm. I went out and saw some deer and I just didn't sound like a lot of work. And you were like, "Eh, yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. (laughs) Like, yeah, I know I can pull the golf cart into this food plot and throw it up on the golf cart and drive it back to the truck and then drive it to the processor, which is what we do, you know, at right, our, at our right. family land. Uh, so very, I mean, just, it's easy hunting, bro, but it just, it's like, well, it's a 30 minute drive to the processor and 30 minutes back. And then hundred bucks for him. Yeah. Son of a gun. And I know, <laughs> and I know the processor. I hadn't seen him in a while. So we're going to talk for a long time, <laughs> catch up. So anyway, I, uh, I'm itching a little bit though this year, man. Um, yeah, dude, especially if you can get the kids out there, if yeah. they're into it, like, I mean, all the better. Yeah. No, if, if I've got the kids with me, I'm shooting whatever walks out and is legal. Like I, I want awesome. them to have as many of those experiences as possible as yeah. a kid. And I've yet to shoot anything with, with one of my kids. Like I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't shot anything with them yet. So. Right. You've come, uh, come close with the turkeys, man. But. <sighs> dude, we've come so close. So very close. Which, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there for everyone. Um, I got back, and I have been in turkey mode. And I <laughs> I do not know what to do about it. 
but it is like a sickness that I cannot get over. And I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because deer hunting is my first true passion. Well, fishing was probably my first true passion in the outdoors. Then mm-hmm. I found deer hunting and that took over. Right. And dude, now all I can think about is turkey hunting. Like, right. I, like seriously, the other day I was, I was just like watching videos of deer, of turkeys gobbling. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to send all of these to Pierce. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Pierce has got some hunting left. Don't, don't do that to him. But, <laughs> no, man, I, I, I was going to text you that opening morning when the, uh, those first few shots were ringing out through the valley. No, they didn't. Tell me, Dude, tell me the turkeys didn't. shot gobbles <sighs> like you would not believe. Oh my gosh. Like 80 yards behind me. Oh no. Just sounding off. <sighs> it was my beautiful. Word. It was oh my absolutely word. Absolutely beautiful. I, was, I, I took my girlfriend out turkey hunting in the spring too. And uh, like we were, we were out at my folks place to start and we heard a few gobbles, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of those mornings where like all the birds are just fired up and on. Right. Like, you know, like I said, we heard some gobbles, but it was like a handful right before fly down and then pretty darn quiet. This was dude, a freaking chorus of gobbles. Ugh. It was sick. Gosh, those days are coming. So good. Those days are coming. It's interesting. You say that too about, uh, you know, cause as, as you were saying it, like that fishing was the first, you know, real passion and stuff like that. And then you get old enough, you can deer hunt. Right. And then you get an old enough that you can, uh, or, you know, maybe you start hunting on your own. And you're like, well, I want to do turkeys. So you got a buddy who hunts ducks. And, oh, I'm going to try a duck hunting then. Like, right. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was listening to an episode of Wired to Hunt with, it was one of Tony Peterson's foundations episodes. And he was talking about how, when he was growing up, he had to work his, he had to basically graduate from small game hunting up to deer hunting his dad wouldn't let him just go to de- to the deer stand he had to he had to hunt rabbits and squirrels for years growing up before he was able to go out and and do that and it it made me reflect on uh you know back in september when we chatted with robert rosenberger about the the dwindling number of uh small game hunters over in michigan and how they're like mm. you know just like it, it's a dying sport over there and i think that's kind of the case for the most of the most of the country um it really makes you think about what what the next few years are are looking like because i mean dude this this weekend seeing you know driving down the road and every other car there's some dude with a blaze orange cap or you know blaze orange jacket on or something like that you're like ah like wisconsin opening weekend is alive and well like hunters are out and about they're getting to it but you know, I, I haven't looked at the numbers or anything for this year yet, but it still makes you wonder. You know, it's in the back of my mind. Of like, you know, there's the, the numbers are still on the decline. Right. As tough as it is to see this weekend, the numbers are still not great. And yeah. so it's <clears throat> got you thinking about, you know, if you're somebody who's hunting this weekend and you're experienced or maybe you've got a, full, a filled tag or something like that invite someone to come out with you yeah even if they don't want to shoot just bring someone out like yeah i'm going hunting we're just gonna get a doe and uh you know i'll show you the process i'll I'll show you how it goes yeah or you know maybe maybe you guys get a big buck maybe there's somebody who's like just been chomping at the bit like 
I don't know, go on Facebook and just, you know, throw a post out there. Like, would anyone be willing to like take me deer hunting Yeah, or something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's because there's something special about rifle season in Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it is a holiday. (laughs) It really is. Yep. And I think the more people you can get in doing that stuff and you just get them, just, just get a foot in the door so they can say like, you know, they come back from a long weekend, you know, come back to work on a Monday. Oh, how's your holiday? It was good. You know, I actually ended up going out and deer hunting with a guy. We didn't get anything, but it was pretty cool. Or, you know, maybe we got a doe and yeah, actually I got half the meat from him. It was pretty cool. Like we were, we were getting after it. It was pretty sweet, you know, public land, all that, you know, or he let me on his farm, whatever it may be. I, I think as we enter the season of giving, there we go. Give your neighbor the gift of uh, a shared, maybe new experience. Yeah. Give, get them out in the woods. Give your neighbor the gift of a year round addiction that they will spend <laughs> all of their money on and will we'll consume their lives. Yeah, will consume their lives and possibly ruin their marriage. I mean, you should yeah. definitely, definitely take someone hunting. And then um, take them turkey hunting. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. take them fishing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then take them fly fishing. <laughs> hey, yeah. Then, then really west. Then really break them. Like then they then they will have no money left. So no, that that's really good, man. That's and I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Like that's something I want to do more of this year is is not only passing the tradition down to my kids, but making a concerted effort to pass it down to others as well, and. Mm-hmm also become more well-rounded like you were talking about um you know small game hunting there it's like yeah i have no excuse not to be out small game hunting as soon as the season opens here use it as an excuse to go out and shoot squirrels while i deer scout like Mm -hmm. okay josh you don't you don't really dig the whole early season whitetails thing that's great go scout until then like yeah go go shoot squirrels while you're deer scouting and then if you find something, great, come back the next day and set up on it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. wh- whatever. Just, like, use that time wisely. So Right. Um, Figure out the fall turkey game, man. Oh, well, we don't. We it's... can't do fall turkeys down here. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, dude. Dang. Nah, man. Turkeys are big business down here, bro. You can't mess with them. Like, yeah, you can. You can knock on a door and ask somebody to, tur- to deer hunt, and they'll be like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You ask somebody mm-hmm. to turkey hunt, they're never going to talk to you again. Really? No, yeah. They're like, oh, he knows I've got turkeys on my property. Ed. We can't be friends. Like, it's, <laughs> it's real serious. So, but. I'm going to change my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Pierce. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Folks, go check out our sponsors, especially for this Black Friday. Uh, go check out Tacticam, Onyx, Huntworth, Revo Sunglasses, and we'll catch you next time. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you could leave me a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. You can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics, guests, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and OnX. Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out the sportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.